Now, something I have frequently struggled with during my PhD, <laughs> having 1500 tabs open that I really don't want to close because they might contain this important paper that I need for my writing. It's especially bad if I'm writing a paper. Then I learned that there is such a thing as a tab manager. Welcome everybody to the 54th episode of the Struggling Scientist podcast. We are a podcast by scientists, for scientists, anybody science adjacent, and perhaps even hobbyists. My name is Susanna, and I'm here with my co-host, Jero. Hi. We're here today with another episode in our PhD productivity series. In this episode, we're going to talk about the best Chrome extensions we have found that can help scientists and academics to maximize their productivity. We're really excited to talk about these Chrome extensions, the ones that we have used during our PhDs, and the ones that we have recently discovered. So let's start. So, an episode about Chrome extensions. Not really where my mind would first go if I think about increasing productivity. But our productivity enthusiast, Jadron, <laughs> has convinced me in the last few years that there are some really useful extensions out there for PhD students and other academics or scientists. A whole new world of things that can make your life easier that I did not know about. But now I'm a fan. And it turned out that when we asked you guys on social media if you use Chrome extensions, the overwhelming response from you guys was either no or I don't know where to start. So let's fix that. We have divided the Chrome extensions into several categories. And instead of starting with the most expected or obvious ones, like uh, spelling checkers and reference managers that you're all probably aware of, we are going to start with some more unexpected and interesting ones. Now, don't worry if you're a reference manager enthusiast. We'll definitely get to those as well. And yeah, that's it. Okay, on to the first category. Uh, now, something I have frequently struggled with during <laughs> my PhD are um, having internet browsers with 1500 tabs open that I really don't want to close because they might contain this important paper that I need for my re uh, writing. It's especially bad if I'm writing a paper. Um, and... Then I learned that there is such a thing as a tab manager uh, in the Chrome extensions from you, Jaron. Huh. So uh, can you shortly explain what a tab manager does and why we all need it? Yeah, so as the name suggests, a tab manager helps you manage all those 1,500 tabs that you have. And they, there are quite a couple of them out there, and they all do it slightly differently. Um, some of them really organize it into, like a, for, for example, more of a list view instead of like the one that most people have at the top of their web browser. Uh, so it's much more, oh, it gives you a much better overview of the type of all the tabs that you have. In addition to that, some of them really help you also organize your tabs in more of a project-based way. So if you have a project that's like more diabetes related, you can put all your tabs and papers associated with that project in that specific call, that specific uh, project. And then whenever you open that, you open up all the tabs for that in one go. So super useful if you need to just switch between projects a lot. And some, some of them are just, yeah, work very differently and um, can be quite useful in order to manage like large data sets and organize information in mm. a really more tabular form. There, there are actually three that we would like to highlight very briefly. Um, so one of them is called Tableron. It, uh, it's quite handy. We've tried it a little bit, but, and it really works well for those large data sets, but it really depends on what you need. The one that we really would like to highlight is uh, Toby. I've been using that recently, and it's great because it does exactly what I mentioned before, those, those project-based approaches to putting everything, all your tabs in. Mm -hmm. 
one of the things, that, one of them that was really mentioned a lot by people on social media when we asked the question uh, was one tab because it consolidates everything into a single tab, making it much more easy to to uh, get an overview of all your tabs. Mm. And what uh, one of our followers on social media also mentioned is is search all tabs, uh, which yeah helps you search through all the fifteen hundred tabs. Uh, that you have open much easier so to find that critical tab that you need for for that one paper that i really need the reference in my uh, yes yes. (laughs) that sounds super useful as well yes for specifically for suzanne not me (laughs) (laughs) okay well next category that we have is papers and this category has everything to do with finding papers and reading papers and annotating papers and the first one is a google scholar button which lets you quickly search for scholarly articles on Google Scholar. And that's really useful if you use Google Scholar a lot to search for papers and you want to quickly in your search bar have an option for that. It might save you a lot of time. Uh, Next two ones, uh, Chrome extensions, are annotation ones. We have annotate and weave a highlight. And both of them lets you actually annotate on web pages with highlights, notes and comments. And if you are somebody who likes to read uh, even blogs and make comments there uh, that only you can see or, or annotate papers online, then this might really be a great extension for you. Now, one that I hadn't heard of before is Webplot Digitizer. And what it apparently seems to do is extract data from plots and graphs from images and PDFs and then gives you the exact numbers back that are indicated in this graph. So then it might be useful if you want to not just look at the picture, but also know the exact numbers. I struggle a little bit for my research to see where I would use it, but it does sound really cool Mm -hmm. and might tell you a little bit more about um, the exact details of a figure if a figure has less of a good eye eye axis or something like that. Yeah. Then there's also one that we really, really would recommend, which is called Papier. And Papier on itself is a platform where people can leave comments about certain papers. For example, if they found that certain images aren't really what they're supposed to be, if they're reused from other papers or if some other shady business is going on. Potentially shady sometimes. Potentially (laughs) shady, yes. Um, Isn't always like real, of course. Sometimes there are people who post things that might be a problem, but then in the end it's all fine. Uh, but anyway, Papier is where people might post if there are red flags about a certain paper. And then if you have this extension from Papier, um, you actually, when you search up a paper, get a notification, a little red warning sign, uh, also for all the references in that paper, so that when you're trying to write your paper, you can really take this into account, maybe check out what comments are actually made about this paper, see if you agree or not and make an informed decision if this is a good paper for you to base your research on or not. So Papier is something we really recommend. It also works really well with uh, like Google Scholar or uh, PubMed or just the PDF versions of papers. And it just really integrates well. And it can really be nice to be given a little heads up about certain papers. No, for sure. I even used it a lot while writing my thesis. And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would always recommend actually checking what is said because sometimes mm. it's just somebody saying that they don't agree with a certain method, like it's a teeny tiny little thing. And mm. then, you, of course, you shouldn't take it too seriously. But sometimes there are like real discussions or real like 
where Western blots are just reused or or it does just doesn't seem to make sense or seem right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you want to know about this, of course, because yes. you want to base your research on something proper. Yes, no, for sure. Okay, so uh, moving on, I think uh, the next big category is to-do lists slash calendars. And as PhD students, as academic scientists, we have a lot on our plate, mm -hmm. a lot of things to do. So it's handy to have a neat little, tiny little extension just right up there that you can easily add your tasks to and keep track of so it's not just floating around in your head and you might forget something. Um, and there are quite a few uh, notable ones, but the ones I would, would really like to highlight today are TickTick, Todoist, and Google Tasks. Each of them have their own pros and cons. But for example, Google Tasks is really handy if you want to be integrated into the Google ecosystem. So you want to just put your task, set some information about it, like when is it due, and that'll just in get integrated with your Google Calendar, for example. Mm -hmm. So really handy. Or Google Keep and stuff like that. And the other two, TickTick and Todoist, I've used them both. I've used them for different things, but they're really great. They, they can, you can have a calendar view with them. You can, uh, with TickTick, for example, you can set a Pomodoro timer, which we'll get into as well. And you can set reminders, you can get notifications, all these great stuff and really color code and organize your tasks based on uh, projects and stuff like that. Yeah, lots, lots of great features to help you keep track of all your tasks and when they're due and stuff like that that I would definitely recommend anyone who's struggling to manage all their, their, their tasks on their plate uh, to check out. And which one did you en actually end up using now? Uh, I'm still between TickTick and Todoist. Ah, okay. Yes. <laughs> so TickTick, I found that uh, really works well for like things that are recurring. Uh, while I like Todoist more for like the daily, like, oh, I need to do this suddenly today uh, mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Next category is focus timers. And they're basically all built around the concept of a Pomodoro timer or a Pomodoro technique, mm -hmm. which is basically a method to keep your focus. And it really uh, is based upon the fact that you cannot focus for long periods of time without taking a break every once in a while. And you also really need to train the fact that you need to focus for a certain amount of time. And this Pomodoro technique can really help you train that and keep focus for let's say 30 minutes mm -hmm. and then have a little break and then have focus time again and then a little break again. And then after a while, your break comes a bit longer and it's really a well-established technique for, for focusing. And all these Chrome extensions are basically timers uh, that help you with that, but they also help, for example, by having some sounds or some calming music during your focus time so that you really, when you repeat this a lot, get into your head that when you hear this, this, ambient music that that's the time that you focus and do something now there are different ones you have stay focused which can also help you only stay a limited amount of time on certain websites mm. which might be useful <laughs> if you are the kind of person who gets uh, distracted by instagram for <laughs> uh, every once in a while for example um, and it can really help you avoid distractions during actual work time uh, you have Forest, which is a really fun productivity app that uses gamification to help you stay focused. So you can use plants and virtual trees uh, and earn rewards for staying on task. And all of this doing while you're staying on track uh, of your progress and your productivity. And apparently you can build a whole virtual garden. So mm. that sounds a lot of fun for somebody like me. Uh, you have Tide, which is a, 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 another productivity timer, just like Forest. 
And this one includes ambient sounds and allows you to set goals and track your progress. But I did hear that a little bit more of the functions here are hit behind the paywall. Uh, you have focus to do, which is the one that Jaron uses. Yes. Which also uses the Pomodoro technique and a timer and allows you to create tasks, schedule, study or work sessions and help track progress towards a goal. Yes. And I do have to also mention with focus to do, you can also, there's also a leaderboard. So you can actually compare how well. <laughs> you can compete in productivity. Yes. I'm number 74,000 something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. We are very excited to be able to introduce you to our new sponsor, Jenny AI. Not only does Jenny make our podcast possible, it also makes our life as scientists so much easier. Jenny is an all-in-one writing assistant that has everything that we have been missing in other AI tools. Yes, first off, unlike other AI tools, it actually finds accurate information in papers and cites its sources. It does not make things up and only uses real verified information that you can then also check the source of. Second, it's a writing assistant trained for academic papers and helps you write your paper by suggesting the next sentence or the end of your sentence. Or, if you get really stuck, you can ask it to write an entire paragraph. Completely removing the writer's block I so often struggle with when I don't know the right words to make my point. It helped me write an introduction to a paper I've been struggling with in half an hour. It even suggests which papers to cite. You can add your own library or search the entire internet for papers. Just type the add symbol to easily add a reference and it gets automatically added to the reference list. And the last thing we absolutely love is that it has an AI chatbot that can see your document and give feedback on how to improve your manuscript. Or you can ask it questions, such as what are the potential therapeutic benefits of dot dot dot, and it will search through the papers for you for the answer. I can only say that my stress level has gone down significantly since I started using Jenny. Check out the free version now at thestrugglingscientist.com slash Jenny, and if you love it, use the code SCIENCE20 for a 20% discount. Yeah, so yeah, that, that I think does it for the focus timers. Mm -hmm. Let's move on then to uh, another category, namely the Read Later apps. So if you don't want to keep a bazillion tabs open, mm -hmm. you can also opt for these sort of tab, these sort of extensions where you see something you like, but you don't have the time right now to read it. So you just well, save it, save it effectively. Yeah. Uh, and there are quite a few out there that do these functions. So one of them that we would really recommend is the Notion Web Clipper because we're big fans of Notion and use Notion, which is more of a note-taking and sort of workspace tool. But the Notion Web Clipper allows you to save like any blog or something like that that you want to read. Or uh, articles. Or articles in general in, in Notion. And then uh, you can always revisit it. So yeah, just handy to if like you can just save anything in the workspace that you're going to be working a lot in anyway. In addition to that, there's also Pocket and Instapaper. Both of them do it in a very similar way where you can add tags as well to the things that you're saving. So you know, like, this is recreational, this is more for this, uh, this particular project or what have you. And you can even highlight in, while in Pocket and Instapaper as well. So while you're reading the articles as well. Ah, okay. So super handy. And they'll always link back to the original, the original link, of course. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they even take away the distractions from, because the original uh, website might have ads floating around everywhere. But in Pocket, you won't see those ads. So it becomes very minimal there. So you really only have ah. the text and the images, of course. Okay. So yeah, super useful. And I've mainly been sticking to Pocket and Notion. Notion because I can save everything in Notion. And Pocket because I get to add the tags. And yeah, it makes it much more, much less distracting, I would say. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, our next category is called Cheats. <gasps> 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> because it can actually help you find OpenX versions of paywalled articles. Is this legal? Well, the first one actually is. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Unpaywall, and it actually finds you legal open access versions of paywalled articles. So that sounds really useful. It cannot always find your papers, of course, but it does it best. Um, now, we cannot fully endorse illegal activities, of course, but we just want to mention that SciHub also has a Chrome extension. It's called SciHub Links, and it provides the link to the, to the SciHub page where you can find the paper, but of course, since this is illegal, as Australian scientists, we cannot recommend doing this. We do not endorse SciHub and all of its pirating business. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah. it's still cool. Okay, moving on. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, moving on then, we have some more general quality of life things. I mean, we, we, we have a life outside of academia for, yeah, for most people. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think at a certain, at certain, at certain point, we all might have a, a Zoom meeting here and there. So it might I'm be not actually sure that this is for a life outside of academia. This is just general things that I would still use during True, academia. true. But I mean, I'd still use them outside of academia. <laughs> okay. I still have Zoom. Unfortunately, I still have Zoom calls outside of academia. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, the, there's, a, it, there's an extension called the Zoom scheduler, which... Uh, adds a button to your Google Calendar that lets you easily schedule Zoom meetings. So super oh, useful nice. if you have a lot of Zoom meetings. Uh, there's also one that really is very nice on your eyes, especially late in the evening where you don't want to be staring at a really bright white page uh, and even dimming, dimming the light and lowering the contrast doesn't help. And this one is called Dark Reader and it basically just allows you to make any website, any, anywhere you are, go into dark mode, even if the website itself does not have a dark mode feature. Mm. And you can adjust this to whatever colors you want as well. So very nice and easy to turn on with just a toggle. In addition to that, if you're plagued by endless amounts of uh, accepting cookies on different websites that you go on, there's also an extension called the I don't care about cookies. And yeah, what it basically does is you can set it, uh, of course, to allow certain cookies, the bare, the bare minimum amount of cookies that it needs to, uh, for the website to function properly. And it automatically accepts them. Yes, exactly. So you don't have to deal with pop-ups for every time that you go on the website. That's nice. So just a quality of life thing. You set it, uh, forget it, and your life is improved. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if you want to make your Google search experience a little bit better, you can also get the ChatGPT Chrome extension, which whenever you're searching for something like, I don't know, a specific article or researching a topic for, for your thesis or whatever, or hell, looking up running shoes, uh, <laughs> Then you can also get the ChatGPT extension, which will shorten, will be right beside all your, your Google search uh, results and give you some, some answers there and the only way ChatGPT can. So also very handy to have there and it's completely free. Nice. Yes. Okay, then we get to the more expected categories. Uh, the first one is a grammar or spelling checker and you have a lot of different ones out there. You have the Microsoft editor, the language tool, and uh, the Microsoft editor actually uses AI to co correct your grammar and spelling suggestions and give spelling suggestions. And they, they really try to also uh, recommend better sentences. And the one that I like to use is Grammarly. Grammarly also uses AI to uh, give you uh, grammar, spelling, punctuation uh, in real time on any page you visit. Like if you want to make a Twitter post, an Instagram post, if you want to write an email, everything gets spelling checked by AI as long as it's turned on. And it really, really uh, is nice. Uh, it also understands quite well some scientific language. I also have 
the extension in my Word turned on because it's just a lot better than normal Word uh, spelling checkers. And it also integrates quite well in Google Docs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I love using it. Yep, it's a very cool tool and I haven't regretted turning it on myself. No. <laughs> yes. So that then brings us to our last category for this episode, namely the reference managers. And I, I know that there are these reference managers are really going to come down to which one, whichever one you're already using. So if you're Zotero or Mendeley or EndNote diehard, then, you know, find the, the relevant extension for, for your reference manager. But they all sort of do basically the same thing. So you have the Zotero connector, the Mem Mendeley web importer, and also the EndNote click. And they just allow you to save the, the article or website or whatever that you're, 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 you found your article on to your, your reference manager. So you can always reference it in whatever style you need for your paper. The one with we would recommend, or at least I would recommend, I think uh, um, Suzanne would recommend the, the, another one, is the Zotero connector because I use Zotero and I love Zotero. Uh, which one would you recommend actually, Suzanne? Well, I struggle a little bit because I've been using Mendeley since the beginning of my PhD, but I feel like recently it's had some bugs that are quite annoying. Mm. Uh, but that's where all my papers are saved. Yeah. So I guess I still use Mendeley uh, until I find some time to, to look make the switch. Well, yeah, I also don't know what I want to switch to because mm. I would first have to try it out, I guess. No, of course, of course. Yeah, there's definitely a switching cost when you have everything sort of saved somewhere. Yeah, it's, yeah for sure. And I think that's also the same with a lot of different tools as well, that you're highly invested at some point in these tools. That just mm. switching becomes very difficult. I can't imagine I would switch from Notion anytime soon. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, I would yeah, definitely recommend checking out these reference managers and how to, to, how to better save your things uh, like that. Yeah, and they do also a lot once you have the paper in there, of course. But mm. that's a whole other conversation about reference managers and all, oh, the, for sure. all the options that yeah. they have. We can definitely make an entire separate episode just about Zotero or Mendeley. And maybe we will. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, these are the Chrome extensions that for now we would really recommend and we really love and we also use during our final year of the PhD, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, and we hope you enjoyed listening to them and um, definitely let us know if you try any of them out and if you love them or hate them uh, we are really curious to hear what you what you think about them yes if you have any further questions or suggestions or comments you can reach out to us via our website thestrongingscientist.com you can also check out our website for some really cool science inspired merch and to sign up for our awesome journal of the struggling scientist aka our newsletter and if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast li listening platform uh, because it really helps our podcast grow. Um, and if there's a possibility to leave a review, then please do. You can also follow us on social media. Jaron, which ones are those again? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Mastodon, and a little bit on Pinterest. Yes, but we're the biggest on Twitter and... And Instagram. And Instagram, yes. If you, if you can only follow us on two, do those. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you again next time. Bye. Bye.